What's popping, everyone? Welcome to episode 59. That's right, the big 5-9 of the Flea Flicker NFL show. I'm your host, Uri Bumar, and I am once again joined with my great co-host, Amal Ronek. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, Amal, namely the QB carousel. But before we get into that, what is up with you, Amal? How are you doing? What's up, Arib? Uh Like you said, QB carousel, although Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport have said like the QB carousel at the moment is dead. Um... Just last week, the big news went down. Carson Wentz got traded to the Indianapolis Colts. If you didn't listen to our last podcast, uh, it was just an emergency podcast. We even brought in a guest host, uh, a guest uh, on the show with us. And uh, we dove right into all of the Carson Wentz stuff with the Eagles and how he'll be with the Colts. So uh, I'm happy. And uh, that's one major block of the of the qb carousel but there's definitely way more teams from the draft perspective and in the free agency perspective and even still in the trading market that will be looking for the new quarterbacks so the plan in today's podcast is we're going to go over a little bit of news it's not too much really and then uh, we're going to go through who we believe will be the starting quarterback for each team in the nfl some teams it'll be a no-brainer but it's just going to be a we're going to dive into we're going to go into a deeper dive for the teams that are currently still having an unstable uh, mindset or unstable future, I should say, with uh, their uh, quarterback position. So, uh, yeah, Reed, we can dive right into the news. Yeah, and the first item I wanted to talk about, I wanted to tackle this on a solo podcast, and I might dive into one deeper if I do end up doing a solo podcast this week. But I want to talk about Titans left tackle slash right tackle slash former rookie 2020 first round pick Isaiah Wilson, who allegedly said that he's done with football. And he came out with a tweet recently that he has since deleted saying, I'm done with football as a Titan, uh, dot, 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 no further comments. And this is after the GM of the Tennessee Titans, whose name I don't remember, but he, he went out and he pretty much called out Isaiah Wilson saying that you have to decide if you really want to end up playing football on the professional level. And I think the GM handled, he handled the question he was given really well by saying it's up to Isaiah Wilson if he wants to play. And Isaiah Wilson clearly does not have the mental fortitude or the capacity or any of the maturity to be a starting player or just a, a player period in the national football league. So this is a guy who I did not scout because I didn't scout many players last year in the 2020 NFL draft. But clearly, he was a talented player. He went in the first round for a reason. And the Tennessee Titans, they got rid of Jack Conklin in free agency, and they wanted to replace him by drafting Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson, complete no-show. And forget about being a no-show. This guy straight up had like three COVID protocol violations. He had like a DUI. He might have killed somebody. Who knows? This guy is like MIA, and he's not MIA for their good reasons, Amal. He's MIA for very very shitty reasons namely him just being a loser frankly this guy he's he was given the best opportunity anyone could have asked for like if i was in his 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 shoes like you know add maybe like eight inches to my height and about 200 pounds and if i was a starting t- t- given the you know the capacity and the opportunity to be a starting tackle in the league i wouldn't go out and party especially during covid multiple times I wouldn't go out and drink under the influence, get pulled over for it, have all that on my record. On top of that, I don't know if this guy was even working on his 
football game because he was benched after he played a couple games, which he only played a couple games as a first rounder. Again, a bunch of red flags when it comes to a character side. And really my biggest question for Isaiah Wilson is, does he have like, it's sort of like stereotypical, but does he have like a father figure? Does he have somebody he can look up to like a mentor, whatever it might be? Because if he does, then where, what is this mentor doing? Are they really telling him, you know, are they trying to guide his path? Are they trying to make sure he's on the straight path, make sure he's not wasting his opportunity or does he not have one or does his mentor figure not care? Whatever the thing is, I just, I'm just mind boggled because this is very, very much comparable to Dwayne Haskins, the former Washington football team quarterback. He was drafted, I believe, with the 15th overall pick by the Washington in the 2019 draft. And similarly, this guy went out and partied. He did all that quote unquote fun stuff, which I'm sure it, it is fun. But at the end of the day, you're a rookie and you've got to play like a rookie. You got to act like a rookie and you got to put in the work of a veteran to end up being someone who ends up playing football as a veteran later on in your football career. I don't know. It just, it angers me very much that someone wasted all the talent and all the opportunity. And I don't know if he's going to get a, a shot anywhere else unless he fixes his, his mentality. Cause right now his mentality is, I don't really care about doing my job. I care more about having fun and that's just not going to get it done when it comes to being a football player in the NFL. Yeah, I think you you uh, you you absolutely nailed that. I mean, we I only learned about this Isaiah Wilson thing like about two weeks ago when Arib told me Amal, this is the this is the Dwayne Haskins of the offensive linemen in the NFL, and it's it's quite crazy, Arib. This dude got drafted in the first round last year, 29th pick in the draft. He was what a top six, top five offensive tackle in the draft. Um, he was a good player. I thought it was a good pick. We even made a video discussing that it was a good pick as well. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't know what happened, man. Yes, he had COVID protocols. He, he played only one game this year, and that was against my Indianapolis Colts, and he didn't even get that many snaps logged in that game. But like the dude, the dude, COVID violations and everything, that's from him just being an idiot at the end of the day. I, you can't he's got to change his behavior i'm pretty sure he's just over the franchise i don't know if he wanted to play with the tennessee titans i know the titans aren't giving up on him i I read a report on that that the gm is by no means giving up on him and you can't give up on him you just drafted him in the first round but i think at some point you gotta you gotta like the washington football team did with Dwayne haskins i think you gotta pull the plug on these dudes and I'd give it another year because I think guys are fixable. I think Isaiah Wilson with just like proper discipline and uh, good character, he can he can easily recover from this. And because I, I know he's a good prospect, he wouldn't be drafted in the first round. Nobody gets drafted in the first round if they weren't a good prospect to begin with. And he's not even a guy that like was a was like raw and had potential. This dude was a good prospect. Most if you're an offensive lineman, you get drafted in the first round, you're a good prospect. And yeah. It's so hard to see him just fall off that way. And even entering into the season, it was a competition between him and whoever the starting uh, tackle was for the job. So he definitely is a good tackle. It's just the fact that he needs to uh, take a hold of his character. And uh, that that's going to be, at the end of the day, how we judge him as a person. Because at the end of the if, if day, if, if he doesn't fix what he's uh, – fix these issues that he's having now, 
I think the Titans will be the only NFL team he plays for. Yeah, and I really want to see players like, you know, Taylor Lewan, Dennis Kelly, who isn't really a starter, but I believe he might have started some games this year. These like older guys in the offensive line room. And I, I want to point out the offensive line room in like particular because these are the guys that Isaiah Wilson is going to be interacting with. And I want them to try to do whatever they can to try to help him. Because I think the biggest thing that I don't want Isaiah Wilson to think about like five years down the lane is like, oh shoot, I screwed up that opportunity big time. And I, I missed out my chance to play in the football league, uh, NFL, get some money, set myself up for life, whatever it might be, whatever his motivation is for playing. But I don't want him to think, oh, what if I like, what, what, why did I mess up that opportunity? Cause you don't want to ever have regret thinking about in the past, especially about something as big as this. Like this is literally your career, what you're playing to do as for a living and what you're trying to do for, to get, you know, money and survive. And at the end of the day, I don't want Isaiah Wilson to, I don't want future Isaiah Wilson to look back at past Isaiah Wilson and say, you know what, that was such a stupid kid. And you really screwed up future Isaiah Wilson's future. If that makes sense. Like there's just lots of things here that it's a lot of character things. And again, I don't think, I think this is probably the worst time you can give up on Isaiah Wilson and I know he's given up on the franchise, which I think is stupid because the franchise are giving him opportunities to succeed. But I think this is the worst time for the franchise to give up on Isaiah Wilson, just for his own sake as a player and as a human being. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I think uh, you can't give up on him just yet. Although I think he's cut worthy right now in terms of his actions. If this was anyone else, I'll put it this way. If this is like a second or third year player, and these were the actions that, that were given. I think it, it's immediately cut worthy. But I think as a rookie that you just drafted that soon in the first round, I think you have to you have to you have to give him a second chance. I think you're forced to give him a second chance. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and uh, unless you have anything else you want to say about this situation, I want to talk about the other bigger big ish piece of news. And again, this is kind of the drought right now. And we're gonna hit another drought after the draft, but this is kind of the drought between free agency and the Super Bowl where there isn't that much news. And the most riveting news we have is an offensive tackle who is burning his opportunity to play in the football. And Big Ben, who I thought would probably retire, Big Ben, uh, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, will return in 2021. He had a meeting with the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're willing to take him back this year. And honestly... I think this is a bad move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I want to do a deeper dive and look into some of ben, uh, Big Ben's recent playoff success and recent success as a player overall, watch some film on him. But he just doesn't seem like the same guy. And I don't know whether or not that's because they don't have a running game. They haven't had a running game for like the last two years now. And that might be why Big Ben doesn't look the same. But at the end of the day, Big Ben's last playoff win that had any sort of Meaning behind it was like, let me think 2017, he got blown out by the Jags. 2016, um, I don't even know who they lost like in 2016. 2015, they lost to the Broncos. Their only playoff game win was against the Bengals on the weird Antonio Brown fumble or Antonio Brown hit and then Jeremy Hill fumble. Like his playoff games, he hasn't been impressive in the playoffs. And Big Ben, for someone who's going to have like a $41 million cap hit or whatever it is, he isn't the reason they're winning football, this, football games this year. And he isn't the reason they're, they're going to win football games in the future. So I just think 
the the best thing they could do for their franchise is to move on. And if I were them, I'd probably try to trade up, do whatever you can, try to get a quarterback, try to get a, a quarterback in free agency, like a Marcus Mariota or hell, even give the reins to Mason Rudolph. If, if you really want to and see what, you know, giving him some actual development time might do for him as a player. But I don't think bringing big Ben and I get respecting big Ben because he's, he's a veteran. Obviously he's won two Super Bowls, made three Super Bowls, I believe for his team. Like you, he, he earns, he he's earned his respect but I think right now, just from a future outlook, I don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl with Big Ben this year. Well, I think at the end of the day, it's not really the Steelers' choice necessarily to whether they want to keep Big Ben or not. Because at the end of the day, it was his Big Ben's choice whether he wanted to retire or not. I honestly thought we saw the last of Big Ben after the game against the Cleveland Browns. He didn't look... Um, he literally looked at Marquise Pouncey, and when they looked eye to eye, I thought for sure that this was both of their last rides. Both had an amazing careers. Big Ben, at the end of the day, has two Super Bowls. Not many quarterbacks can say that. Uh, yes, he hasn't had the best playoff success in probably the last decade, but I think what he did early on in his career at the end of the day is still extremely impressive. But I think I think you're right, Arib. Uh I don't know if he's necessarily worth having, but he did restructure his contract. So maybe then I guess it kind of makes sense. And I think the Steelers perspective is we'd rather have big Ben for one more year than a guy like Dwayne Haskins starting as my starting quarterback or, um, or a Mason Rudolph. I, I, I don't think that that's smart for them. And they already have a low I think they're like what 26, 24. They're they're not they're not that they're high. 24, and yeah. on top of that, yeah. And then on top of all that, um, what's it called? To trade up, I think the only quarterbacks that are probably even worth trading up if you're gonna replace Big Ben is probably in the top five. And that's gonna require that's astronomic. A big trade, yeah. That's an astronomic capital. They could trade for a guy like Sam Darnold, obviously. Maybe we could see how that works, but Sam Darnold, I'm pretty sure they're going to want a first, the Jets, for him. And I don't know if the Steelers are willing to give up first immediately for Sam Darnold when they can already have Big Ben. And in the market, there's not that many quarter. Even though Big Ben isn't playing, not playing extremely well like he once was, there's not that many quarterbacks even on the market today that are better than Big Ben. So I agree at, the, at, at the end of the day, I think, you you and and even if there was, I think they'd still want to stick with the guy that they've known for the past fifteen years. So mm, that's um, fair. so I think you you should. I think it's fair to say that Big Ben. It was Big Ben's ultimate decision whether he wanted to return. And since he made that decision, that's fine. I think the Steelers will probably still plan on keep on looking for a future quarterback. Maybe even drafting in the later rounds for a quarterback. But they saw how Dobbs, Rudolph. Hodges all went and those guys weren't really it so I don't know if they'll look into that option maybe they draft like Mac Jones trade up like about like trade up a bit and get Mac Jones maybe draft Kyle Trask I don't know they could they, there's multiple different options they can go to trade for Marcus Mariota they can do a bunch of stuff but it's gonna be interesting and we're gonna talk about who we believe these quarterbacks yeah. will be in our uh next segment which is the quarterback carousel you can take it away or you 
Yeah. And I'm going to go by a uh, division by division and we're going to start with the NFC North and pretty much the entire you know, concept of the QB carousel is that it very much is a carousel people, especially this year, we've already seen four big names getting moved and Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz. And I guess you can make the argument that Jalen Hurts moved up to a starting quarterback, but at the end of the day, the three to four big names have already been moved uh, and we've had players retire. Philip Rivers being the biggest one, probably Drew Brees. You, it's just an ever-ending cycle and movement, and that's why we're calling it a QB carousel. And I want to start with the NFC North, and the entire premise of this is that we're going to go team by team and talk about who our starter is or maybe a well-renowned backup or whatever it might be. And I think I'm going to start with the Packers here. I have Aaron Rodgers, and I assume you have Aaron Rodgers too as a starting quarterback. Yes. In 2021. And, yep. And uh, I, I feel, yep. I have nothing to say more. You can move on. Okay. Vikings. I have Kirk Cousins. Yep. I think Kirk Cousins, uh, although he hasn't been playing the best football this past, uh, this past year, he did have a good season the year before that. He did have the Vikings win a playoff game against the New Orleans Saints. I think he's going to have a bounce back here, uh, or at least Vikings fans should be hoping, hopeful of that. Uh, under Justin Jefferson's second year, uh, Dalvin Cook is a monster. So hopefully, he—I mean, Kirk Cousins has got to—he's got to produce at the end of the day because of that. They extension need to get O line too. though. So, they um, need to get O line. I think personally, because yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they just like—I think their O line was ranked thirty-first by PFF. And again, PFF, you can take that their rankings uh, with a grain of salt, but still, that's just not good. And PFF watches more O line play than. I'd say about 99.9% of people. So I'll take their O-line rankings with less than a grain of salt, I guess you could say. Um, the Lions, Jared Goff. And it's yep. just Garrett, Jared Goff, period. I don't think they're going to draft anyone this year. Yeah, I think I think even if they did, it's still going to be Jared Goff. <laughs> I think no question this year and probably for the next couple of years, it will be Jared Goff. Yeah, and then for the Bears... I have Marcus Mariota getting traded or getting released by the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, there's no, there's new news coming out that Marcus Mariota has his trade market has considerably shrunk, and he may be potentially released by the Raiders. Uh, this is according to Ian Rappaport. And I think, no matter what, if he gets traded or if he gets released and he hits free agency, I think it makes some sense that he would go to a team like the Bears, like uh, like Matt Nagy. Because Matt Nagy, I mean, he likes his mobile quarterbacks a bit of all. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, he had some mobility to him. Same thing with uh, Marcus Mariota, except multiply that by like 10 because Marcus Mariota can actually run way better than Mitch Trubisky. I think Marcus Mariota, he showed enough in his game. Uh, I think it was against, I'm forgetting who he played against week 16, but he came in when Derek Carr got hurt. The Chargers? I think it was a Chargers. Chargers yeah. I think. He played a phenomenal game, Amal. Yeah. I, I was very impressed with him. He had a great throw, I think, down the right sideline to maybe it was Darren Waller for a touchdown. But I just remember him using his legs really well, making smart decisions, not really putting the ball in harm's way, which is something that he's always been pretty good at doing in his career. But I think his last year with Tennessee, he wasn't the best at it. And he was making plays downfield with his arm as well. Like I said, with that long 50-yard touchdown, I believe it was, which is something he was not doing in Tennessee in his fifth season before he got benched and replaced with Ryan Tannehill. So I, I don't know if you can really – I don't think 
there's much of a ceiling for Marcus Mariota. But at, at the end of the day, we know that the Mitch Trubisky era is over in Chicago. And if it's not, then I, I don't know what Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are doing, the head coach and the GM respectively for the Bears. And I think moving on to someone who is more mobile, I would say has a higher ceiling than Mitch Trubisky right now at the moment. And the thing with the Bears is they have the 21st pick in the draft, I want to say, or the 20th, one of those two. Uh, they're back-to-back with the Colts. And I think you're not going to get a star player. Like You're going to have to trade up a lot of picks. You're probably going to have to give up some players, maybe, potentially, if you want to dra- uh, trade up and get uh, a first-round prospect that's coveted, like a Zach Wilson, like a even a Mac Jones. Like Mac Jones is not going to fall all the way to 21. It's just not possible. And I don't think Mac Jones has that high of a ceiling. If you want to go for a ceiling play, you're not getting any of those quarterbacks. Like if you want to draft a Kyle Trask, I wouldn't draft him in the first round. He has red flags to me, uh, especially when it comes to his sort of his inconsistencies as a player. You're not getting any of those highly coveted players. I think Marcus Mariota is probably the best fit for me. Yeah, um, I actually agree with you here. I think uh, I actually see the Bears and the Raiders here swapping the quarterbacks. I think Mitchell Trubisky will sign as a backup for the Raiders, and I could see Marcus Mariota um, either getting cut by the Raiders or traded to the Bears. Um, I, I, I definitely think that that's, like you said, I think he's just a better Mitchell Trubisky at the moment. Mitchell Trubisky, he still he, if if he just stops throwing throwing bad passes, he'll be a good quarterback. But we still haven't seen that yet. And um, I think the Mitchell Trubisky is the backup option. Though I think the Bears always know if they can't get anyone better on the market, they can always rely on Mitch Mitch to come back. And I know for a fact he will come back for that starting job if they can't find anyone else on the market. So. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Marcus Mariota is the guy here for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, we can move on to the NFC East. I have Dak Prescott staying with the Cowboys, and I know there's some sort of hesitancy with that because his contract is still very much in the air, but up in the air rather. But at the end of the day, I think he's just—he's just—he defines what a Cowboy player is. Like he has that mentality to him, and he wants to be a Cowboy, and I think that's what's going to matter. Yeah. Um, People may think there's question marks here. I think there's absolutely zero question marks up, uh, pertaining to this upcoming season. I think it's 99.9% chance that Dak Prescott returns with the Dallas Cowboys. No doubt. Yeah, and if it's not so, a long-term deal, like you said, it'll, it'll be a franchise tag. And if that is the case, I definitely see that Dak, this is probably his last season with the Cowboys. But I, he can't afford to get franchise tag. Let's let's hope that's not the case. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We can move on to the oh. Washington football team. Washington mm-hmm. football team. It's it's interesting. Uh, you could go. There is no quarterback yet, really, for that team. Alex Smith is probably not going to be retained. They have right now Taylor Heineke. They re, they uh, just extended him about a week and a half ago. Um, that was big. That was big time. Uh, I don't. He definitely. I, I definitely can't see that being their immediate starting quarterback. I'm thinking here. I'm thinking Cam Newton and reunion Dude, with. Uh, that's literally the name I have as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Cam Newton. The reunion that uh, reunion with Ron Rivera. Um, I, I think it's a great fit too with that offense uh, having Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. 
Logan Thomas. I, 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 I like Cam Newton there. I think Cam Newton with that environment, uh, having that trust to maybe revitalize his career and like a very competitive NFC East at the end of the day, Arif. So I think uh, I, I like Cam Newton there. Yeah. I, I mean, you hit on everything I was going to say. I was actually shocked you were going to say Cam Newton because Cam Newton and Alex Smith slash Taylor Heineke are very different players. Cam Newton, I don't know if he has the arm, but I think going to a place like Washington where he, I, I don't know if he has necessarily a better offensive line, but he definitely has better weapons than what he had in New England, a better running back, uh, just a better overall team on the offensive side of the ball for him personally. And Ron Rivera, defensive head coach, but I think he he has a relationship with Cam Newton. Cam Newton likes Ron Rivera clearly. And I think that that sort of makes sense. And Cam Newton had a, had a statement saying today or recently – he had a, an interview with, I think, Brandon Marshall on a podcast. And he said he, he doesn't believe the 32 guys that are better than him. And I, I've got to agree with that. I think at, at, at this point of his career, I don't think Cam Newton's like a top 20 player, but he definitely has top 20 player upside. And I'd probably rank him like the late 20s, but I, I don't think there's 32 players that are better than Cam Newton. And you've, you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt, the athlete he is, former MVP. And I, I think that fit makes sense for me. Definitely. Yeah, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, your Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I, I think for for now, um, even if they draft a quarterback, it, it doesn't matter. I think the starting quarterback will still have to be Jalen Hurts because he at least played somewhat of a season with the Philadelphia Eagles. So their starting quarterback by week one will be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and I have Hurts, and then I wrote down Fitzmagic as well. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think we, there are already reports that the Eagles are – planning on bringing a veteran back up in. And I think it only makes sense that it would be Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic I could see, has, I could see a Brissette as a backup as well. I think Brissette might be too expensive though. That's my thing. Ooh, I, I, I think Brissette makes sense as well. So I, I put Brissette slash Fitzmagic, but I think Fitzmagic gives you a sort of more of a veteran presence that the Eagles would probably need to have in order to purposely screw up the locker room. And I think that's just what it's going to come down to. If they want to start a, a, a quarterback controversy, uh, Fitzmagic is your guy over Jacoby Fitz, Brissett. Fitzmagic's the king of quarterback controversy, Arif. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's stolen too many jobs over his time. He's stolen it from poor Jameis Winston how many times? Like five times. <laughs> and then he's stolen it from Tua like every other week last year. So I think, uh, I mean, who, who, who would not love that, right, Arif? I mean, you're already like, you're already best friends with the quarterback controversy there in Philadelphia. So I'm pretty might sure well you keep it going. You might as well keep it going, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think they're going to draft it. They're going to either draft a quarterback. <laughs> they can either draft a quarterback that would create all time high uh, quarterback controversy, or they could, uh, like you said, draft a veteran quarterback. I mean, not draft a uh, pick up a veteran quarterback uh, in the free agency market like a Jacoby Brissett or a Fitzpatrick, or they could just stay firm with who they have and uh, Jalen Hurts and just stick with him full, t- full time. So, uh, but yeah, Eagles, we both have Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. starting. And uh, lastly, New York Giants, no hesitancy here with picking Daniel Jones. Yes, there's rumors that Deshaun Watson may want to get traded uh, to both the New York teams. We're going to talk about different te- different possibilities there, but I think, the Giants are fully committed also to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones hasn't been looking 
absolute worst quarterback. He's not the he's not that bad. I think uh they went six and ten at the end of the day, and he was hurt also throughout the season. And Saquon Barkley was hurt. Evan Ingram was hurt. They didn't really have that many great weapons. That defense was electrifying. They had a great defense. Leonard Williams there too on the defensive side. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, they're gonna still stick here with uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, and I think they're gonna move on from Danny Dimes after this season. But yeah, I think they're gonna, they're willing that's to give fair. him the benefit of the doubt for this season. I'm uh, moving the NFC South. I'm gonna start with the Bucks because that's pretty simple. Tom Brady. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I actually expected extension from Tom Brady. Um, yeah, which is in the, crazy. in the upcoming weeks, uh, which is crazy because the dude the dude should be retired by now, mm-hmm. but he he's he's defying time and uh, he, he he's just he's killing it right now. Um, New Orleans, it's an interesting situation. Reeb, mm-hmm. lot, lots of moving pieces here. Drew Brees still has not. There's no official word yet on Drew Brees saying retirement. I need, I, we need to physically say it from his mouth or at least from a post saying that he's going to retire. We have not seen that whatsoever. We've only heard reports that Drew Brees is retiring. So under that inf- assumption um, that Drew Brees is retiring, I believe that the quarterback will be Jameis Winston and uh, either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, I think. One yeah. of those two are still going to be the starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I put Jameis slash Taysom Hill. I, I think it's going to be – I think Jameis yeah. is going to end up starting sometime this season. But I think Taysom Hill, I mean, he does his weird plays where he's – Sean Payton loves him for some reason too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. Um, moving on to the Panthers, I have Trey Lance going there. And I think Trey Lance just makes sense. I think he's the most likely to fall out of the big three quarterback prospects. And I think – I also have slash Teddy because I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to still be there and he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2021. But I think Trey Lance, uh, he's the future there. And if they end up drafting a player like Trey Lance or a quarterback period in this draft, I think Trey Lance makes the most sense because you have a bridge gap player already in Teddy Bridgewater as to let the rest of the roster and the culture develop in Carolina with Matt rule as entering his second year as a head coach. I think Trey Lance, he has a high upside and he needs to be, he needs to sit for the, his first one, maybe even two years. Cause this guy has no understandings of a pro type of NFL defense whatsoever. He's very raw, has accuracy issues. Um, and I think the best thing you can do is work that out on the bench before he gets thrown into the fire and he throws like five picks and his confidence is shot and he ends up busting. Yeah. I think uh, you got to take like the Mahomes approach here and, if if the the Panthers draft Lance and uh, just make him sit it out, sit it out a year. High potential, but you you have to make him sit. I think he's too raw of a prospect. Here, Arib, though, I think this is the first destination where we can actually question Deshaun Watson being the starting quarterback for the Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers because I think Agreed. right now uh, the Panthers have a lot to offer for him, and uh, I think I think Watson. I don't think, obviously, in terms of probability, I think Teddy Bridgewater stands at number one, Trey Lance probably at number two, and Watson at three. But I think it's definitely worth mentioning Deshaun Watson at least in this uh, QB carousel here for the Carolina Panthers. But I think I think I'm with you here. I think for this upcoming 2021 season, regardless if it's Justin Fields drafted at at eight, and that that would be a steal. They could trade up for Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. They could um they they could yeah. I, they could trade. They could like like you said, draft Trey Lance. 
Is I Carolina think- the most quarterback needy team in the league? Because I feel like they're linked with every single quarterback. They're linked with uh, they're they, they weren't linked with Carson Wentz, but they're linked with Matt Stafford. They're linked with Deshaun Watson. They're linked with I think I think all these rookies. <laughs> I think I think it's between the Panthers and the Bears for me. I think the Bears are also QB needy, but I think the Bears have an elite defense, so maybe that's why they're not extremely super needy. They they're fine with an adequate quarterback, but I think the Panthers might actually have the most needed quarterback situation because Teddy Bridgewater had the entire season and he hasn't been playing the best. Granted, Christian McCaffrey basically didn't play the whole year, but he still hasn't been looking the best. I think they're ready to move on from that, from Teddy Bridgewater. So I think he will be the bridge quarterback here uh, for this 2021 season for sure, regardless of whoever they draft. Unless of course, Deshaun Watson gets traded. So those are my two options there. Okay, and then finally, the Falcons. I have Matt Ryan plus Justin Fields, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, The more I think about it, I think quarterback makes some sense for Atlanta, but also, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, Matt Ryan has a huge cap hit. He's not going to retire, and he's still, I think, a good football player. Definitely. He's a very good football player. Yeah, and I think – you might want to work on rebuilding the defense, rebuilding a running game. I think with Arthur Smith, I think they're primed to draft a running back like Javante Williams. Who, uh, when we t- we're going to eventually talk about our running backs and rookie rankings uh, when it comes to prospects for the 2021 NFL draft. But Javante Williams out of UNC is one of my favorite p- uh, prospects. I think they can go a lot of ways. I still think they're going to end up going quarterback because I don't think they're going to be expecting the draft at four in the near future ever again. But, and also again, I think Fields fits Arthur Smith, the new head coach's system. He needs a more mobile quarterback there. He runs QB reads and all that fun stuff. And Matt Ryan has never done that. And he's not going to suddenly run like a four, seven 40. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. For me, I'm going to say for Matt Ryan plus Fields, but also I, I think they might surprise some people and trade down even with a team like Denver or Carolina, I feel like. Yeah, I think I'm with you here. I think I, I, it wouldn't surprise me actually if they were trying to trade down because I think I think I could definitely see the Falcons maybe even like targeting a guy like Trey Lance because that's a guy that has that you're not going to start anytime soon, but is can develop under Matt Ryan for multiple years because at the end of the day, Matt Ryan, it's going to be hard to move the contract. And on top of that, he's not, he's playing good football, bro. I, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's worth moving on from a quarterback that's still playing at a high level already. Unless, I mean, there's not that many teams that, that think, I mean, there's not many teams Matt Ryan could consider that's has a higher percent chance winning. I think when the Falcons are healthy, I think they're still a very, very strong contender in the NFC South. So, um, I think, yeah, they, there's still holes towards the game. Like you said, defense, there's holes, but I think it's all just health. I think health, mm-hmm. they've been hit, hit with the injury bug really hard. I mean, ever since the Eagles, uh, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, they haven't, they haven't looked the best because of the health injury, health issues. 
Julio Jones can't stay healthy. Matt Ryan is somehow the only player that can stay healthy on that team. <laughs> and uh, that the offensive line can't, the, yeah, de- the entire McGarry, defense. All those guys. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if everyone can just stay healthy, this is a strong team here. So they will Great. probably still draft quarterback. I have Matt Ryan plus, like like you said, either Fields or Lance here. They're gonna. They're. I think they're very firm on drafting a quarterback here with the fourth pick, or trading down and still drafting a quarterback. I think that's still yeah. Going to be and I think the th- two teams or three, honestly, other than Jacksonville, the the other teams that had the top four picks, uh, in order, just uh, the Jets, Miami, and then Atlanta. Those those three teams have a ton of power, and depending on what those teams do, that's going to influence the the entire draft board period and draft multiple uh it's going to influence multiple teams future as well just quick a uh, note on matt ryan he has a 49.9 million dollar cap hit in 2021 Woo! but in 2022 it goes down to 26.5 million so if you want to take that out there and if you have a quarterback like fields that's that mvp contract that's that mvp <laughs> contract three yep Four, five 50 years million. 150 million 50 yep. million dollar cap hit that's beautiful that's beautiful. I, I I never I you'll only you'll never see that type of numbers mm-hmm. unless you have like Patrick Mahomes or some type of shit like that. But uh yeah, um we can move on uh NFC West. Yeah, let's go um, for it. Seattle, Russell Wilson. <clears throat> yeah, I mean their work there was cubic. There's never really any doubt here. I, I mean I'm fact in fact we should talk about this. Uh, some reporter made out that the that team's saying that there's a bottom price of three first round picks. Reeve and I immediately said that's a joke. I mean, I'm pretty sure any team would pay three first round picks for Russell Wilson. Even the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers that won the Super Bowl would pay three first round picks. I think honestly, it it, it doesn't it, it, there's no price. I think it like you like I told the Reeve, I think it'll probably be like five first and then maybe like a player it is it, it's illogical at the, i think to make any type of trade offer here i think um i'll put it this way it's not it's not illogical to make a trade offer it's illogical to listen to these offers i think it, yeah it's, it's i think it's it's set in stone russell wilson's the quarterback and if i'm a gm and i hear that russell wilson is only costing three first round picks i'm pulling a kelvin benjamin running to popeyes and i'm running to my phone as fast as i can to make that call um any doubt yeah, L.A. Rams, Matt Stafford, no question here. Cardinals, Kyler, no question here. I'd assume for both of those. Yep, correct. And then finally, the Niners. I have Jimmy G question mark question mark, and then I have slash Sam Darnold. And I think Sam Darnold getting traded to a team in the opposite conference makes a lot of sense for the Jets to get want him. You know, only face him four times a year unless they somehow make the Super Bowl. And also, I think it makes a lot of sense because I think. I think there is some sort of dissatisfaction with um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's very much an, an average to slightly above average quarterback. He is a winner, but at the end of the day, like how much of that winning is because of Jimmy G and how much is it because he's on a stacked roster? I don't know. Like he's a good quarterback. I just think Sam Darnold has the potential uh, ceiling that, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have. And I think a trade to a team like San Francisco makes sense, or even it's a trade to a team like I'm going to talk about these teams later, but I think the first trade destination that makes sense for me for Sam Darnold is uh, San Francisco where he can play in Santa Clara. Yeah. Back home, uh, you played at USC there and uh, 
Sam Darnold would make a lot of sense there. I think they're going to stick firm with Jimmy G, though. I think that I think that is makes sense, obviously, here. And I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And when he plays, it's not broken at all. So, um, and they don't lose when he plays. So I think I think they're going to stick with Jimmy G here. Um, the only way that I see them moving on, yeah, Sam Darnold possibilities. Uh, I think J- Deshaun Watson is the only other option here. So um, Jimmy and G has th- injury issues as well. I like to point that out. He was injured, very with injury England, prone, very injury prone. He tore his ACL. ACL. Yep. Like he, he has, he's got problems. Yeah, definitely. Um, problems on the field and also off the field as well. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we can we can move on uh, to the my uh, AFC South here. AFC South. Um, finally, we have our quarterback here, Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz, no question about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised if Chris Ballard was somewhat hesitant and maybe drafts like a veteran. Uh, maybe not drafts, maybe picks up a veteran quarterback. Maybe even they'd take Nate Sudfeld as a backup because he is a free agent and that Philly connection's there. But I think uh, Carson Wentz, no doubt, I think he's 100% locked in. Along with Frank Reich, uh, Colts will will have Carson Wentz. No, no questions, obviously, for you here. And uh, Titans, Ryan Tannehill, also no questions to you here. Jacksonville, also no questions to you here. Uh, I mean, there, it's like it, there's no point even talking about it. Trevor Lawrence, uh, absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, he will be the day one starter here. And um, lastly, uh, Houston Texans. Houston Texans can go multiple different ways. They can get the second pick and have uh, they can have uh, Zach Wilson at two. They can get the third frick from my third pick from Miami. They can get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson at three, they could go. Um, they could go with who they have right now in Deshaun Watson. They could have Teddy Bridgewater from the Panthers and the eighth pick. They could get Trey Lance. Uh, so many different possibilities. They could get Drew Locke from the Broncos. That's another possibility. That like and that's, that's my there. pick as well. I think Deshaun Watson. If I were to pick a team that was willing to give up players, because uh, I think. At some point, like Carolina, we know that they're not really happy with Teddy Bridgewater. But I think with the reports that's coming out of Denver, it seems that whatever the anger or you know whatever it is with Teddy Bridgewater and Carolina, multiply that by tenfold for Drew Locke. Like I just don't think he is liked by the team, the coaching staff, John Elway, the GM. I just don't think that he's going to work out there long term. And I think Drew Locke has a good ceiling. So if I were Houston, I wouldn't be opposed to getting him back in return with a few first round picks. Maybe you get like a Cortland Sutton. Maybe yeah, try, try to get, to like get a-, a Cortland Sutton, a Bradley Chubb, which I, he's probably off the trade block, I'd assume. But uh, I mean, I don't know, day- Reeve. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> the Panthers are willing to give up Tr- Christian McCaffrey. And if he's on the trade block, any player that the Broncos have, I would assume would be on the trade block as well. But um. Yeah, it's very interesting times here. And Broncos would be a great fit. But I think to address the question at hand, the Houston Texans, they won't have a starting quarterback. That's my prediction. I think Deshaun (laughs) Watson will not not be playing for the Houston Texans week one. And it will be some no-name. 
that's going to be my genuine prediction. Unless, Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, uh, I, I could see Tyrod Taylor. I'll take it back. I think Tyrod Taylor will be my uh, starting quarterback here uh, for the Houston Texans because I, I, it's very hard. I think the Texans organization is beyond stupid, and I think they won't pull the plug on pull the plug on pull the trigger on any of these dudes. I mean, the Jets have the third pick. They have two first round picks. The Dolphins have two first round picks. But no, I I think I think they're just the Texans French uh, owner and uh, GM Jack Easterby. I think I think they're it's it's a lost cause, and I, I don't know if they're gonna make the right moves at the right time, Zareeb. So oh, I don't um, think they're gonna make. I don't think you can even ask if I don't know if they're gonna make the right moves. They're definitely not gonna make the right moves. <laughs> like, like there's no question about it. Like it's clear as day. Yeah. So I mean, I th- I, it's I the think, same thing as like what's the probability that Eddie Lacy shows up overweight to camp? Like it's the like, same thing. A hundred percent chance that they mismanage the situation. Yeah. Years. So I, I said so, so like 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 I said I think uh, Watson will still be on the Texans, but not starting week one. So it it will probably be a bridge quarterback. Yeah, um, we can move on to the AFC North here. I have Big Ben, Lamar, Baker, and Burrow, probably the most secure division in all of sports when it comes to starting quarterbacks. And I, I yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I I I had uh, essentially the same. But Big Ben was the only one that was kind of at risk there uh, with him unknown future. But now that was uh, firmly locked in uh, today. So mm-hmm. I think. Now that was yep. very secure, all four, and that division is now back to being great again. Yeah, I think that's fair I to guess say. So. Yeah, um, AFC West: Herbert, Carr, uh, Herbert for the Chargers, Carr for the Raiders, and then I have Deshaun in the trade with the Denver Broncos. So I have Locke going to the, to the, uh, the AFC South, playing in Houston, and I have Deshaun playing in the AFC West. Which, if there was, that would be the best division in all of football when it came to quarterback play because you also have Mahomes and here's where I'm going to put in Alex Smith I think Alex Smith I don't think he's going to return with Washington football team and I think Alex Smith it just sort of makes sense he'd want he want to go home play with Andy Reid um, he's already has a relationship with those guys and there's no question there's no question about quarterback controversy obviously with Patrick Mahomes but I think I, I don't necessarily know if Alex Smith wants to start at the end of the day. At this point of his career, he's sort of entering the tw- entering the twilight of his career. I think he knows that. I think he's willing to, you know, g- get some extra dough and at, while he's at it, maybe win a ring. So it, it makes sense. He, he had two chances in an NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl to do that with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Couldn't do that. Uh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually, with the with the Alex Smith thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. I could definitely see that being a possibility here. Um, like you said, Patrick Mahomes, no doubt. Uh, Raiders, no doubt. Derek Carr. I mentioned Mitch Trubisky earlier as the second quarterback. I think they're gonna have a second quarterback for sure. They're not gonna have uh, have uh, what's Nathan Peterman as their quarterback yeah. too. That, Especially with the, Derek Carr's anger yeah, history. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, a report there's out no there chance. that they're willing to give they're gonna give him a long term contract most likely, uh, soon. Which yeah. I, I kind of buy into that, but I like the idea of a Mitch Trubisky or a Jacoby Brissett going to Indianapolis, uh, not Indianapolis, going to, to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver, uh, I think it's fair to say that that trade option is definitely fair. Uh, assuming the Texans aren't idiots and actually trade, I can definitely see that Watson trade happening to Denver. And I think Watson, at the end of the day, has to clear that, has to check it off. 
I'm pretty sure the Broncos would offer a lot for Deshaun Watson. They may be losing a guy like KJ Hamler or a Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, but and they may be losing Drew Locke, but and they may be losing a bunch of firsts, but they're getting Deshaun Watson at the end of the it's day. It's worth it, yeah. And he's the best quarterback since Peyton Manning to be on that team, and he could have the upside of being better on that team. So I think uh, I, I I I I'm a fan of your proposal, but I think the Texans are too stupid to move on from Deshaun Watson uh, from Week One. So I think they're going to still stick with Drew Locke as their starting quarterback. And uh, yeah, I think we covered every division. Except no, we have the AFC except, East, except mm-hmm. the uh, that that we can division. Start, too. No, <laughs> we can yeah. start with the Bills. I think most secure. Josh Allen, no question marks there. Yeah, yeah, no question marks there. And uh, then Miami, which is another trade destination for Deshaun Watson, but I think Tua is going to end up starting there. I think you just can't give up on Tua, and you got to give him help at the offensive line spot at the, the wide receiver spot. Give him some play. If you were the Texans, do you think this is the most attractive package? Uh, Tua plus the third overall pick. No, plus, plus the first. More picks. Plus, plus more picks. Um, yeah, they have two yeah, firsts. I, I'd agree. This is probably the most. And Tua, and they get, yeah. I think this is probably the most attractive package. And they're a playoff team already. So that's another thing. They're, they're based, they're, they were the eighth seed in the AFC they missed the game. They missed the playoffs because of tiebreaker. Um, I think no, they they were one game behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd just so, be getting their pick back at this point for yeah. So I I, I I I think uh, yeah, that that Dolph if uh, the Texans weren't stupid, I think that would make a lot of sense. And Watson would sign off on that. So um, oh, yeah, but yeah, sure. that's probably yeah, the think, best destination for him. Yeah, I think like you said, though uh, Miami is going to probably be to a Tungo Bailoa, mm-hmm. and no questions about it. I don't think Fitzmagic will return either, so that's going to be firmly to a Tungo Bailoa or firmly to Sean Watson. One of the two options there. Yeah, and then we can move on to the Jets. I have Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson probably is a better prospect than Sam Darnold coming out of college. And I also think the more important thing here is getting your guy if you are Adam Sala and also resetting the, the rookie quarterback clock because, I mean, Sam Donald's going into his fourth year. You're going to have to end up paying him soon. And Zach Wilson, you can just reset that entire rookie clock and rebuild around a new young guy. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways the Texans and the, the Jets can go with this as well. They could stick with Sam Donald and do what we want them to do, Reeb, simply and trading back and trading down and recoup a bunch of capital and stick it out with Sam Darnold with Robert Sala for another year and see how that works out. And you build your team around Sam Darnold and see how it works essentially. And they will get a lot of capital because Zach Wilson is highly coveted in this draft class. This draft class, this draft starts at number two, not at number one. People have to remember that number one, is a lock, lock, lock. It's the same as the last draft. Number one was locked in. The draft starts at number two. And I think uh, I think here Zach Wilson makes a lot of sense. Um, Sam Darnold makes a lot of sense as well. Trading the picks to get Deshaun Watson make a lot of sense. Uh, but I think, like, like I said before, the Texans are too stupid to do that. Um so, yeah, it's really between two options. It's tough. Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson. 
And uh, I think they're going to take Zach Wilson here at number two because I think they like the upside, like you said, in Zach Wilson here. And I think Sam Darnold will indeed be moved. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, also, quick, just quick side takeaway or whatever. This podcast really turned from QB carousel to shitting on the Texans and calling them stupid really quickly, which I am all for. Um, Dude, they, <laughs> were, oh, they were a playoff winning team, man. and They were such yeah. a good team and – and they were, they were like the creme of the creme de la creme of uh, of football essentially. They 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 were the model franchise. Yeah, they had like they three not... or four straight for a uh, playoff seasons. Exactly. Exactly. So I I don't know I don't know exactly how every... they they were worshipped for picking Deshaun Watson. They, it was a beautiful pick. Tore his ACL in his rookie year, but bounced back. They they had a bunch of winning seasons. Uh, beat out the Colts for the division many times under Andrew Luck as well. I I I thought I thought for sure the Texans on the long were. We're going to be successful in the long term, and even this past season, Reeb, you thought they would be successful. They've they've just been a complete letdown and uh, dumpster yeah, fire. Garbage. Dumpster fire. That's all you can uh, say. Bill O'Brien is the start of it, and I think uh, these guys Jack are just going to continue. Dibry, yeah, they're going to they're, they're going to continue. They're going to continue the tradition. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, why we can we can round it out with the final quarterback here for the a- AFC East and our final quarterback period, New England Patriots. I have Mac Jones plus a veteran like Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett, Mitchell Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor, all those guys. I think Mac Jones makes a lot of sense. He's literally Tom Brady incarnated when it comes to the closest you can get to a Tom Brady in any draft class, especially this one in particular. I think he has the best processor. He doesn't have the highest ceiling, but I think he knows – how to get the football where maybe one of the more NFL ready quarterbacks. Oh, he's probably the most NFL ready quarterback yeah. in this class period. Like, I don't think there's any red flags for Mac Jones. Like he's accurate, decent arm strength improved throughout his career. He, I mean, he reads defense as well. Like he, he does a lot of good things. I don't think he has a high ceiling, which is if you, that's your red flag. Fair enough. But I think Mac Jones makes a lot of sense. And then a veteran, I think you just need a veteran if you are the New England Patriots. It just makes sense to me. Yeah, um, I'm with you here. I also we both agreed on the Mac Jones pick in the mock draft at 15 for the New England Patriots. And if, if he falls there, I think that or they trade up for Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will be their pick here, and uh, I can actually see him even starting. I could definitely see that um, backup. I think veteran here, Jacoby Brissett reunion with uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots makes a lot of sense uh, because he did, he was successful there and uh, that connection clearly was there. So why not go back to it? So, yeah, I think veteran quarterback or Mac, I mean, and Mac Jones, I think that's going to be the route they can go to. They can also try trading for Marcus Mariota. That's also not a bad option either uh, or looking after him if he gets cut. Looking, um, because they're that, that's not a bad idea. I think if that if they do that, then they may not even draft a quarterback at 15 because uh, that Marcus Mary may, may be the answer, so yeah. Um, that's uh, now we've covered that's- all 32 mm-hmm. teams, and uh, yeah, there were some teams that have some question marks, but majority cough, of the cough, teams. Houston. Majority of these teams are fine as they are. They'll have their answer, answers. Uh, they'll have their issues answered by the draft with the draft, I should say, or uh, their current quarterbacks are fine. 
And a lot of these teams are question marks also because of the Deshaun Watson situation. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm like a team like the Colts or a team like the Titans or uh, the teams that are very stable at quarterback, at least now, the Colts were not in this position last week. Colts were probably the most quarterback needy teams um, in the NFL. And uh, they've got their answer figured out. But and a lot of these teams, like the Jags, Jags are QB needy. They're about to let go of Gardner Minshew. That's another team. That's another quarterback that we didn't really yep. talk about today. And Gardner Minshew, he could be he. I, I don't know where he could really go. Raiders are a good fit too as a backup. Uh, the Bears are a good fit. Bears worked. Uh, he worked well with uh, John D. Filippo, uh, who mm. is now the Bears offensive coordinator. So that's also I not like a bad Gardner fit. in Arizona actually. Because I think Arizona, they saw what happened. Yeah, as a backup. I think they saw what happened when Kyler Murray got hurt and their entire season went to shit because John Wolford is not – or not John Wolford, the other loser, whatever his name is. No, I, I don't even remember loser, his name. But he no, is a no-name quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't remember his name. So I think Gardner Minshew makes sense uh, to any team that needs a backup quarterback who – or even a quarter a team that like – for example, like the, the the thing that the Eagles were really big on and it was one of the reasons why they brought in Nick Foles in the first place back in 2017 was the idea that if we lose our starting quarterback, we still not, we're still not going to tank. We still have a competent season. And I think Gardner Minshew on a, an elite-level team with an elite supporting cast around him will, will give that to you. So I think Gardner Minshew makes sense in a place like, uh, honestly, L.A., the Rams. I think it makes sense because – the Rams, uh, Matt Stafford has had injury issues the last two years, and this season he very much he he you know, braved the storm, and he 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 was very strong this season. But the previous season he had a back injury and is out for eight games. So I think it makes sense. You can put in Gardner Minshew because you're in a win now mode if you are the um, the Rams, and even if you're losing Stafford for let's just say like two or three weeks, putting in a guy like Gardner and Minshew versus uh, John Walford is it could make the difference between making the playoffs and not making it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's also not a bad option there. Maybe they can go towards the veteran route. Maybe if, if, if the Cardinals are that desperate, maybe they can look into a guy like Joe Flacco. Um, if they're that desperate for a backup quarterback or maybe draft one in like the fifth or sixth round, that's also not a bad option. I mean, because the, the, these dudes, the, the dude that they had in the, in the that played a read was A, undrafted, B, the dude, I think, just created a LinkedIn profile. I mean, I, I, I never even heard of the dude. Uh, I mean, I wish I could tell you his name because he at least threw a touchdown in that game. But, um, yeah, that's not, also not a bad option there for um, Gardner Minshew. And now, uh, yeah. Chris Strebler, that's his name. Teams. I'll give Chris him the respect Trieble. he deserves. All right, Chris Trevlin. Um, <laughs> uh, hope, um, hope that he can bounce back, man. Uh, go get your bread, man. That's all uh, That's all I got. I'm going to end it off on that. Yeah, go get your bread. I think that's a very good term and suggestion that applies to everybody. But that is it for episode 59, QB Carousel. I think we hit on almost everything. If you enjoyed this podcast, give it a share, give it a like, do all that fun stuff. Follow the Instagram, the Flea Flicker Podcast on Instagram, also on Twitter as well. Do all that fun stuff. Thank you for listening. Peace out and bye.